Hello, everyone, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. My name is Dr. Rachel Gallardo, and as always, I am very excited about our topic today because I know that we have all been in this situation before. Um, I know that I have gone through this in my leadership journey, and not only in my professional life, but in my personal life, too. And so I think the topic we're going to talk about today can really be helpful in all aspects of our life. Um, for those of you that are new for the this episode or for this podcast, um, basically, we just talk about different things to help you level the field of challenges you encounter in the work environment. My hope is to give you the tools that you can use wherever it is that you're leading um, to correct those issues and just have those things at your disposal to navigate whatever it is you're facing. I do believe that workplace burnout is very real and anything we can do to reduce burnout and fatigue in our leadership roles will ultimately have a positive impact on our team and on ourselves. I do try to post on the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month. So jot that down in your memory. So that way you can look for those episodes to come. If this is not your first episode, then I really appreciate you coming back. Um, you know, feel free to share this information with anyone you think it might be helpful with. You know, maybe this is something that you and your team can sit and listen to and then discuss it afterwards as part of a, a team development or, you know, training and development session. So um, anyways, hopefully it, it gives you some sort of value. I do have a book coming out, still kind of working with an editor to get through some things, but um, definitely let everyone know whenever that book is released. So that way, hopefully it can continue to enrich your life, even if you're not listening to the sound of my voice. Um, and for those of you that are new, I also like to base all of our our topics on scripture. So today's scripture is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So having said all of that, kind of giving you a little bit of an introduction, what in the world can we possibly be talking about? Well, if you've looked at the title of today's episode, you'll know we're going to be talking about what you do whenever you're faced with two bad options. So as a leader, we're often faced with a lot of options. Um, we've got a lot of things that are kind of thrown at us and in multiple ways. People coming by our office, emails, then we run to the meeting, there's another option. And most of the time we can look at what our options are, pick out the best option, and then implement the plan to move in the right direction. Easy enough. Okay, turn off the computer, let's go home. But what do you do when you have to look at option A and option B, and both of them are just terrible? Like you don't like either choice. You are literally in a lose-lose situation, no matter which option you select. It can really make you feel like your back is against the wall. And these are moments that we can get really defeated in our leadership. Um, it can really weigh us down. And, you know, ultimately, if we don't find a way to kind of navigate through these things, it'll have a negative impact on your team. Because if we don't navigate this particular situation properly, there's not really an upside right? Like, you know, that no matter what decision you make, you're going to have to do some sort of damage control in the back end. And no matter what decision you make, whenever you have two bad options, you know, it's going to impact your business. You know, the, the organization is going to take a hit, whether it be with customer service or financially. Um, and ultimately this is weighing down on you, you know, cause you know that you're going to have to work longer. You may have to travel more than you want to for your position. You might be stuck in meetings longer than you want to. And it, you just, you just don't want to do it. I mean, let, let's just be real about it. Whenever you're faced at that crossroad of, okay, terrible option A or terrible option B. Oh, no, this is going to be fun for the next three months. You know, you just, it can make you feel really, really stuck. 
And it's very easy to get into a negative spiral whenever you're, you're looking at these things. And the reason why we get into that negative spiral is because your brain is in survival mode. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a a very shallow walk down the, the field of psychology. Your brain, its primary function is to keep you alive. And so it's rapidly making decisions. It's rapidly trying to figure things out. It's sending different cues through your nervous system and through hormone release about different things that need to go on in your body. And so whenever you start thinking about these two options and you weigh them back and forth, before you know it, you are going to start to experience some sort of anxiety. There can be some confusion. There can be some frustration. Um, and just in, in some instances, just outright fear, because what is, what am I supposed to do? Oh my gosh, these two things are just so terrible. This option a, this, and this, and this are going to happen and option B, this, and this, and this are going to happen. And it can be really, really distressing. So when you do that, um, it causes you to stay stuck. So we need to figure out how to move away from the stuck. Um, because whenever we remain stuck, it actually makes both makes the situation and us looking at both options. It makes it harder than what it really and truly needs to be. Now, I will say that there is a season of having to weigh different options. I'm not saying to make irrational choices. I'm not saying to rush into things um, without doing your due diligence and planning and collecting the data that you need, getting feedback. All of those things are really, really important. But there will come a time when you know that you know that you know that you've got to pull the trigger and decide, okay, which of these two options am I going to face? Now, this is where this episode is hopefully going to help you. So here's some things that I want for you to think about whenever you're deciding, okay, I know I've got to make a decision. Help me, Rachel, how do I decide which bad option is the best option for moving forward? So one of the things that I want for you to do is I want for you to write down the outcome you fear about both options. So let's just say that you're trying to decide which person it is that you need to promote. Am I going to promote person A or am I going to promote person B? Well, hopefully you've looked at performance evaluations. You've you've done maybe a couple of 360 analysis. You've looked at some employee feedback. You know, you, you've looked at all of the things. You've looked at the necessary metrics to help you determine which candidate might be better, person A or person B. Um, but I want you to make a list of good and a list of bad to know what will or will not occur with both of these options. So if I hire person A, this and this and this will happen. If I hire person A, this and this bad will happen. And then do the same thing for person B. The reason why I say to write things down, again, we're kind of talking, you know, this is why I love the field that I'm in, industrial organizational psychology, because we take the business stuff and the psychology stuff and we kind of merge them together. So the important thing about writing things down is that it does give you clarity. It helps you to see the issue for what it really and truly is, not what you think it is. So there's something magical that happens whenever we're trying to get our thoughts from our brain through our hand and out onto a paper. Now, some of you might be saying, well, Rachel, I prefer to type. I don't really want to write. If you can humor me, I would encourage you to get a legal pad. You know, let's go old school like the lawyers do and just handwrite on that legal pad, like literally draw a line down the middle and start writing your good and bad. Whenever you write things down, this helps you to provide clarity and you'll be able to see the issues for what they truly are, not what you think they are. Also, whenever you write things down, you're giving yourself a moment of reflection to just breathe. So sometimes whenever we are weighing both of these options and we kind of start to overthink them, 
we're not really remembering to breathe in the way that we should be breathing for our brains to get the right amount of oxygen to be able to function. Oftentimes, whenever people are having a panic attack, you'll see them kind of grab that brown paper bag and they're breathing in and out of that bag. Well, I won't get into all the science of that with CO2 exchange or whatever, but ultimately you're, you're getting the right nutrients to your brain and you're calming your brain down. So that way you can think through the situation and and realize what's actually going on. The same thing is true whenever you are just writing out your, you know, option A, option B, the good and bad of option A and option B. You're, you're giving yourself clarity and it does require a moment of pause. I recommend that you do this, you know, take 15 minutes, quiet, go to the break room, go to your car, um, you know, morning cup of coffee before you even go into work, whatever it is, but just, just take some time to really find that quiet space to make that list so you can get clarity around the situation that you're looking at. Okay. So that's item number one. I want for you to write, write it down. What are, what is the outcome going to be of both options? The second thing that I want for you to do is I want for you to challenge the fears that you have with each option. So is it possible that what you're thinking about is exaggerated? Is it possible that the opposite might be true? Um, Is it possible that the outcome could be good, even if it's hard? So, you know, trying to decide if you're going to hire person A or person B, you know, both of them might be good and you're worried about making the wrong choice. But if you hire, you know, person A, that's going to be a longer training, more of an onboarding and more resources, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately in the end, maybe that is going to be the better option. So sometimes we can really create false fears that we just make up in our heads and don't come true. I mean, I, I overly analyze things all the time and I always go to not always, but a lot of times I do go into like worst case scenario mode. And most of the time it, those never, those never come to be. So we, we have to understand that sometimes we can have these exaggerated storylines in our minds. And if we would just make the decision and use the information to the best of our ability to make our choices, then it would be fine. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? Okay. If the worst thing that can happen is death. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's your answer. Like, okay, if I choose option A, death will occur. Okay. Maybe we don't choose option A. Um, But the world is not going to implode. The, you know, life will still continue to go on. Netflix will still show the shows you know, Spotify will still play the music. Um, it, it, things will continue to move forward. And oftentimes you're, you being stuck is just you being afraid that you're going to make the wrong choice, which by the way, is a really good sign that you you want to be a good leader. Good leaders are worried about making the wrong choice. They don't want to put bad things on their teams and they don't want to create more drama. They don't want to create more issues in their work environment. Um, but hopefully you can remember that failing is an opportunity for learning. So maybe failing isn't really all that bad. You know, maybe it's a good thing that, you know, we, we had all the information, we made this decision and it was a wrong decision, but this brings me to my next point. So I want for you to rewrite the options with this new frame of mind that, okay, if we fail, what will happen or what will I need to do to, to work things out? So how can you reframe, okay, if the failure occurs, how can I turn these negatives in the positive? Because I, I truly believe, and I'm not, I'm not the Pollyanna of the world. Like I, I, there's, there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of issues that people are dealing with on a regular basis. And I totally acknowledge that. But I also believe that we learned so much when we 
experience those things and we work through those things and we come out stronger on the other side. Um, We have a better understanding of who we are as people, of what we will and will not tolerate, what we do and don't want out of life. And so just because you fail, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a bad thing. If you embrace the possibility of failure as an opportunity to learn, then whenever you have to decide between option A and option B, you're kind of lightening the load of of what the the possible outcomes are going to be. Okay. So item number one, I want for you to make a list, write things down, positive and negatives or the pros and cons of, of both of your bad options. I want for you to challenge your fears. So, Hey, is this maybe exaggerated? Am I overthinking of what might actually occur? And then three, I want for you to rewrite those options with this new framework of, well, if I fail, what's the possible learning outcome? Okay. So you've done all of those things. You've, you've, you've worked through those things and now you finally decided, okay, I've, I've made my decision. I know which way that I'm going to go. And then you implement it. And let's say you're two months on the backside of it and you realize, okay, wow. Yeah. That was a really terrible idea. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I, that that actually happened. Um, And you know that you shouldn't have done it, but you're, you're stuck with the decision that you have made. So how can you deal with a bad decision? Well, there are some leaders that will get bitter. There are some leaders that will get passive aggressive. Um, There are some leaders that will just shut down completely. All of those things, not good, not good options. So here's what I want you to do instead. If you realize that you have made a bad decision, I want for you to keep a couple of things in mind. Number one, I want for you to accept your emotions for what they are and acknowledge the bad decision with your team. So first and foremost, I can promise you the rest of your team realizes, yeah, you made a bad choice. And it very likely is that maybe you didn't really do your due diligence to get all of the information. And so maybe if you had reached out to those one or two other people, you would have gotten some additional details that you didn't know about that could have helped you avoid that bad decision. But that's neither here nor there. When you make a mistake, you've got to acknowledge it with your team. Look at where your blind spots were and note where you need to have more accountability in your decision making. So Maybe you took too long to make the decision, or maybe you made the decision too quickly, or maybe, like I said, you didn't talk to that person that you should have have talked to, to get that additional information. Um, Who maybe should you not have spoken to? Maybe, maybe there was somebody that you did talk to that swayed you in the wrong direction because of their own motives or their own limited scope or limited view of, of what is actually going on. Whatever the case might be, first and foremost, you've got to talk to your team. You got to let them know what happened. Tell them how you feel about it. And in the very next meeting, make sure that you address what you and the team are going to do moving forward. So you never want to pretend that it didn't happen because people are going to know that it did happen and they're going to be like, uh, so we're just, we're just not going to talk about the fact that, that, you know, the fires are going off all around us. That's a terrible idea. You'll lose respect from your team. You'll lose their trust. And once respect and trust are lost from a leader, it's very hard to gain those back if at ever. All right. So number one, accept your emotions and acknowledge the bad decision with your team. And then number two, this is something that you're going to do kind of on your own. So you're driving home or again, you're doing it over the weekend. You're just taking a little bit of time to kind of reflect on the things from the week. And I want for you to really, truly look at the facts of the situation. So let's go back to my example of hiring person A or person B. You hired person A and this was a terrible hire. 
And now it's time for you to deal with this person and to deal with the situation that their behaviors have placed the team in, um, have placed the company in, and is really kind of being a detriment to the work environment. So if is there a hiring period that you gave the, the this individual? Um, did you give them a certain amount of time to do the job a certain way? And are they really and truly doing a bad job or are they just doing things differently than what you would have them to do? So have they had all the right training? Did you partner them with somebody that was going to support their development? Let me tell you, there's a lot of people that are quote unquote mentors in the work environment who should not be having first line contact with your new hires. No, <laughs> you need to put them in contact with somebody that is passionate, that is that is engaged, that has an, that intrinsic motivation that, that the, they don't necessarily need all the external, you know, cheerleading going on. You don't, you, you've got to put your new hires with people that are really and truly there and committed and they want to really and truly do a good job. Um, who can you ask questions of to gain some clarity about the situation? Um, how can you really and truly identify what is happening and, and just what, look at the facts, stick to the facts. Now your, your emotions are going to want to try to stay, to take over. And if your emotions are trying to take over, you need to make another list, but you really want to look at the facts of the situation, because whenever you look at the facts, then you can implement the right plan to correct the issue because of that bad decision. Okay. If you get your emotions involved, it's just going to make it worse. It's going to make it more cloudy and it's probably going to make it more complicated than what it needs to be. Okay. So first thing, accept your emotions and acknowledge your bad decision with your team. The second thing, look at the facts of the situation. And then the third thing, don't let these, this bad decision consume you. So if you're a perfectionist out there, this section is for you. And I have three very, very powerful words out there that I, I need for you to realize. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? I'm not sure you're ready. Let it go. Okay. So what? You made a mistake. It happens. You cannot let it consume you or make you think that you're a bad person. I mean, let it go, let it go, let it go. For those of you that like cowboy math, that, that, that's a perfect song for this. I want for you to play that song over and over and over again to make yourself realize that you're not perfect and that you're going to make mistakes. And again, if you, if you went into this decision with that altered frame of, you know what, even if I mess up, this is going to be a great learning experience then it's going to be a lot easier for you to let it go. Okay. You didn't drown baby kittens. You're not stealing from the elderly. You made a business mistake. It happens. As long as you learn from it and make sure you don't make the same mistake twice, then it's not a waste of time. And looking at the facts of the situation will help you keep those, those checks and balances in place. So that way you don't make that mistake again. Okay. And then finally, I want for you to forgive yourself and accept it and use it as a learning tool for future decision-making. So like I said, you're not killing baby kittens. You made a business mistake. It's no big deal. As a leader, you have to be able to operate with confidence and not under the manipulation of a previous bad decision. When you learn to forgive yourself, you release the issue and you open yourself up to new possibilities, even if that means future mistakes. You never want to make a decision because you're afraid. You never want to be a leader because you're, you're afraid of what might occur. Okay. Leaders should always be in bolo mode. I've talked about this before. We should always be on the lookout for ways that we can improve and making a decision, realizing the mistake of the decision, and then learning from that, that decision will help you be a better leader. 
So if you, you know, once you realize, okay, this is a blind spot for me, I need to make sure that I do better. Then that's when you can get into finding books on whatever topic you're trying to improve on finding podcasts. Yes, this one is included um, to help you listen to, to to improve your decision-making and just, just continue to, to feed yourself. So that way you can really, truly maximize the learning that you've had for that decision. Okay. So accept your emotions, make sure you apologize to your team and just own the fact that a bad decision was made. Then I want for you to look at the facts of the situation. And then I want for you to forgive yourself and move forward, find a way to use that experience as a learning tool to make you a better leader. Okay. So what is the bottom line for all of this? Hopefully you you've come to really, truly understand that being faced with two bad decisions is not for the faint of heart. I mean, it, it takes a lot of courage to be a leader and especially to be a leader who's facing having to make two choices. None of them are good, but you know what? This is a wonderful opportunity for you to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Too many leaders are, are too busy trying to stay in their comfort zone, which can be great for a period of time. But whenever you get too comfortable, you stop growing. So you've got to understand that you will make mistakes as a leader. But whenever you make these mistakes, that it can be really important to learn from them. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Use it as an opportunity to grow. Use it as an opportunity to really and truly understand the situation. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know and then move on. Address it with the team. Put some parameters in place. Put a plan in place not to make those mistakes again. And then you can move forward. So if you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button to receive new content. You can find this content wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice, share with another person in your circle who wants to improve in their leadership. Um, I've had a couple that have a couple of people that have taken a screenshot and tagged me in the screenshot, which I, I so appreciate. I so value. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. All of that information is in the show notes. So feel free to follow me. And if you have positive, you know, if you need an uplift of your day, if you need a little bit of a leadership tip, you can find me out there. Um, I also am very excited to announce that I have a website up. So it's www.rachelgallardo.net. And so you can go look at different content there. You can sign up to receive the monthly newsletter. I've got different PDFs and different infographics that I'm going to be putting out on the website. So you don't want to miss that. And remember, you were made to be a leader right where you are, wherever it is that you're leading. This podcast can help you level the field of challenges you face while you walk the journey of leadership. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. You can 1000% do this. And until next time.